welcome to FussPod, the podcast that explores the connections between urban living and urban design. I'm your host, Justine, and I am very pleased to kick off this very first episode of this brand new podcast. Each episode will feature a new guest to talk about the connections between urban planning, design, and public policy and the challenges facing our urban cities. Today, I'm happy to say we're joined by Amber Gosh, the president of York University's Federation of Urban Studies Students. Amber is a graduating student here at York University and has put in a considerable amount of time and effort to get FUS, the organization behind this podcast, back on its feet and able to represent the Urban Studies program. She's a delight to talk to and full of positive energy about the future of this program and what Urban Studies can offer students. It's a great conversation. So without any further ado, here it is. Amber, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Hi, Justine. Thanks for having me. Let's start off by taking a step back and talking a little bit about FUSS. What is it? And could you tell us a little bit about its history? So the Federation of Urban Studies Students is a academic club that focuses on both the social and academic aspects of the urban studies community. So it likes to foster an environment where students who have interests in planning, the environment, design, architecture, and so many other things are able to kind of develop this community and um, decide whether or not um, certain fields are for them. And uh, it kind of facilitates this community where you're able to attend guest speaker events and you're able to at the simultaneously socialize with uh, students who share similar interests as you. Let's talk a bit more about urban studies here at York. For listeners who might be unfamiliar with the program, could you tell us a bit about what urban studies is? So I find the urban studies program to be very interdisciplinary and by interdisciplinary I mean that urban studies just isn't a program focused on the urban but it's also focused on things like uh, politics, planning, governance, environmental studies, um, design. It also focuses on a little bit of business and economics and so personally that's why I found the program very fulfilling Um, and in terms of just the urban studies program in general What's nice about it is that you have these um, core courses in each level, um, so for second and third and fourth year, and those kind of give you the basics in terms of urban studies, whether you want to focus on the policy aspects of urban studies or the planning aspects of urban studies, but then also you get to pick these electives in terms of what you narrow down as your true interests, whether that be in the environment or design, etc. So for first years who might be interested in urban studies, what would you say are the top reasons for joining the program? You mentioned interdisciplinary studies being a big one. I would say on top of just uh, interdisciplinary studies, I also find that it's a very tight-knit program. I remember being in an undeclared major in my first year, and I had declared a major as economics, thinking that's what I wanted to do out of high school. I had gotten a business diploma. I thought that was for me. However, that program specifically was quite large. I would have lectures of 500 or more students, and I was just a number to these professors. Um, But I find the urban studies program is definitely different in that it's more tight-knit in terms of the relationships you have with your professors who try and foster this connection with you, um, but also take an interest in what you actually want to study. Um, And 
I found once I entered the urban studies program that I was on a first name basis with my professors and not just a number. I'd like to hear more about your transition from economics to urban studies. What was that like? So I remember being in my second year of economics and I was sitting in, I think, a personal finance course and I thought, okay, this is the last straw. I don't think I can be in this program anymore. And not to say that an economics program wasn't beneficial, but to me, it just didn't foster any critical thinking um, or any interdisciplinary thinking. It was very logical, straightforward, very meticulous. Um, and so I remember having a, and this is very like grassroots level, but I just remember having a friend in the urban studies program who had talked about it and thought, you know, I really like this program. I just entered it myself, but, um, had mentioned a lot about how close they are with their professors and how their professors actually were the ones to help them narrow down their interest in the field. And so I enrolled in my first course at the time, which was, uh, city lives and city forms. Um, which gave you like a very basic level of understanding of uh, the built form of cities, but also the theory behind them. And after I took that course, I thought, you know what, this is something I could see myself getting into. And I think after that, I took a urban geography course and then the rest was history. <laughs> what sort of benefits would you say students receive from being involved with FUS, either through attending events or being on the board? So I think if you want to talk just loosely about being a general member, um, that's how I got introduced into FUS as uh, just a general member. Um, and this meant just trying to attend as many events as possible, um, whether that be a social event like our Christmas party or end of the year party, or whether that meant a more academic-based event. So. Um, I remember attending a guest speaker series of uh, different planners from uh, the city of Toronto, from the town of Oakville, etc. And that was a very um, immersive experience in terms of actually getting to network with people who were in a field you were so interested in, which I had never gotten the opportunity to do before. Um, so things like that just as a general member, but if we're talking on the level of actually um, taking on a position with FUS, um, I found that to be quite fulfilling. I um, had become president two years ago, and um, it was nice to sort of, I guess, be more saturated. And by saturated, I mean that I was able to um, not only... Uh, spread this interest of what FUS was to other students, but I found that I became closer with the members of FUS and that um, benefits kind of included that you had funding for uh, certain things that you wanted to do, whether it be hold a guest speaker series or whether you wanted to attend a conference um, and things like that. Um, and I also just found that the benefits were just to uh, you know, a resume builder, right? Um, to say that you were a part of something, that you organized something, that you had were able to delegate tasks. And so for me, uh, I think it was not only just beneficial in terms of being an urban studies student at York, but also just to build my resume for the future. What sort of goals have you set for FUS to achieve? So I remember when I became president two years ago, FUS was sort of reviving itself as it had a little bit of a wonky transition from its previous members. And so my goals initially were just to sort of get the word out about what FUS was and what FUS really wanted to do, which meant to just foster both academic and social relationships within the urban studies program. 
Now I would say that we've developed a lot more goals in terms of we've grown our club itself um, in terms of our executive members. We used to be seven and now we're 14, so we're double that, which I thought was a, that was a great goal and one we were actually able to fulfill. Um, for the future, I would love to just be able to uh, pass down this uh, love for the club in terms of having people interested in actually being a part of it, but also growing it more. I would love to see that one day we're not 14, but we're 28. And I think the more it grows, the more opportunities it will create for students. Looking back here at your time at York, what would you say your most memorable urban studies class is? So it may be, I would say that my most memorable moment as a urban studies student was um, a course, a third year level course. Um, it was probably my first um, research-based course, um, and that was urban analysis, which now students may know as um, 3701 and 3702. And at the time, it was taught by Teresa Abrusesi, and basically that course not only was it interesting because you were able to sort of throughout the year develop this major research interest, but actually be able to um, conduct research and write a paper on it, but also in that course, uh, we got to go on an experiential trip, which at the time was uh, to Buffalo, and I'd never been to Buffalo before, and I think on top of just becoming closer with my fellow classmates and other FUS members, it was also great to be able to leave Toronto and to... Uh, hang out with your professors on a casual level um, and just get to know them a little bit better. If you had the power to go back in time and give your first year self any advice, what would it be? I guess the advice I would have given myself because I know I tormented myself a lot for my first couple years figuring out what I wanted to do and that I can't believe I'm figuring it out this late <laughs> um, because I actually entered urban studies in my th beginning of my third year of university. Um, but I guess I would tell myself is that uh, when you're getting out of high school and you don't know exactly what you want to do, that is probably the best thing for you. I think to when I went into it, I thought, okay, well, I liked business in high school, so this is exactly what I'm going to go into. And not to say that that's wrong and that maybe in high school you, you can know what you want to do, but I think for myself, um, it was more of a self-discovery. And to come into first year and have no idea what you want to do is definitely okay and that that's how I found my passion for urban studies and I think had I gone into university knowing exactly what I wanted to do I don't think I'd be in this program. And finally I'd like to end this interview by starting a new tradition for this podcast. I'd like to ask you some questions that moving forward I'll ask our future guests. And then, that sounds great. So the first one is what is the last book that inspired you? I would say my last inspiring book and people may find this hilarious but I am a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan um, and so I recently read the autobiography of Anthony Kiedis the lead singer who had a very tumultuous childhood <laughs> um, but seeing how he began his life and sort of where his life is now 40 years later um, was quite inspiring so I highly recommend the book if you're interested in um, the life of a rock star, basically. <laughs> My second question is, who have you learned the most from but never met? I guess I haven't technically met her, but I have been in her presence. Um, but I recently went to go see the Ellen DeGeneres show. 
<laughs> and what a great experience it was. And I was literally a foot away from Ellen. Wow. But before attending the show, um, she was always someone who had really inspired me and someone I just felt like I learned a lot from. Um, and whether that, you know, um, meant, you know, a lot of her philosophy is just to kind of, you know, you'll hear her say be kind to one another. Um, but I find that she's one of those people who actually do that and she actually pursues it. She doesn't just say it. She, she actually means to do that. Um, and sometimes her voice is always in my head uh, when I just want to scream or yell at someone or be very aggressive. And then I think, you know, I think if the world was kinder to one another, then we wouldn't have a lot of things like uh, violence and war and things like that. So it might be a very large scale learning moment, but I think uh, Ellen has definitely taught me a lot, even though I've never actually sat down and had a conversation with her. Ellen. <laughs> and lastly, what gives you hope for the future? I think that what gives me hope for the future are really the people who I surround myself with. Um, I think it's very important, uh, your decisions in terms of who you surround yourself with. And uh, there's a lot of the times where I don't believe in myself, whether it be in academic, whether it be in a professional sense, um, which has happened a lot, um, whether it just be in a personal sense. Uh, but I find those who I surround myself with always find this way to lift me up or tell me when I'm, uh, when I'm doing something wrong or when I'm not believing in myself fully. And so I definitely think that uh, the people who I surround myself with definitely give me hope for my future and what I want to do. Well, I hope you keep surrounding yourself with them. That's all the questions we have. So Amber, thank you so much for being on the show with us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> all right, listeners, that's the end of our episode this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please help our podcast grow by subscribing to our podcast and leaving a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at yorkfuss at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great rest of your night.